Hey everyone, so happy to be here again for Community Chats. Today I have one of our longtime students, uh, Nicole Burley. I'm so excited to be talking with you today, Nicole. Um, I'm going to just quickly read your bio and then we will get to it so people know who we're dealing with. She is a superstar. You know, when I asked her to, to sit with me for community chats, I didn't realize what a superstar she was until I read her bio. So, okay, so Nicole Burley is born and bred in a New Yorker, which is almost unheard of. <laughs> um, she has been a professional voiceover actor for over 25 years, and her voice has been heard on hundreds of TV and radio commercials. I wonder which ones, I was always... <laughs> Um, she holds a master's degree in education and spent 12 years in private practice as a certified life coach and health coach, helping people create happy, healthy lives and careers. In 2018, after successful treatment for early stage breast cancer, she decided to close her coaching practice and join her husband in his retirement. They have been traveling and enjoying life at a different pace until the pandemic. She still enjoys voiceover work from her home studio and recently launched an Instagram account called For Your Age, which is community dedicated to aspirational aging. I love it all. I love it all. <laughs> Thank you. So I have so many questions, um, things I didn't know about you, things I want to know more about. But, you know, so community chats really is about this topic of aging boldly aging um, not according to belief systems and so I wanted to know in your life kind of as you went through how aging came up um, what were your early beliefs about it how have they changed and also how has your life progressed you know that's a big tall order but <laughs> that's a lot well thank you so much for asking me to to do this it's so perfectly timed and uh, I'm really happy to Talk, be talking about this stuff more generally because um, I think we don't talk about it a lot. <laughs> um, so very briefly, as as you, it says in my bio, I'm a born and bred New Yorker. Um, I started out wanting to be an actor and a dancer, and uh, that was the path I was on, and that's how I got involved with voiceover, uh, which has been the one of the, that's where I had the most success. Um, but part of my uh, journey from that into life coaching and health coaching and where I am today has been this through line of wanting to understand people um, and understand how we operate and understand thinking. Mm. Um, so, Part of that transition uh, has been my own work in therapy, which I think everybody in the planet should be doing. <laughs> um, but it helped me realize that the things that drew me to acting and dancing and performing um, were also the same things that drew me to want to be coaching and helping and understanding, and that I didn't necessarily need to be an actor showing my emotion to the world and getting to experience it that way. But I was actually more interested in, in the more underneath stuff. Um, so when I think now about getting older with all of that in my background, I'm really curious about it. 
And I was, I've been struck because I just had a birthday two weeks ago. I turned 50. Um, And I was really struck by how little I was seeing about this part of life. Um, There's not a ton of, of representation of what it really is. is (laughs) I guess it's not sexy right (laughs) I see a lot of really I see a lot of pharmaceuticals I see a lot of like stuff for digestive distress (laughs) there just wasn't a lot that floating and (laughs) exactly there wasn't a ton that seemed very appealing um, to look forward to. And it was just such a stark contrast between what I was living and experiencing and what I was seeing. Mm. Um, and so it, it piqued my curiosity. And, and that's kind of what formed the, the, the idea to do this Instagram account that I'm doing that's all about this topic and trying to really put just put some imagery out there of happy, healthy, vibrant, vital, thriving women over 50 who aren't frozen in time or uh, shriveled and grizzled and decrepit (laughs) and all of those things. It's very funny, right? Because, um, you know, we take with us belief systems and experiences of our mothers, right? And when my mother was 50, she was kind of old. But when I was 50, I had a baby. So, right, like <laughs> life really does move uh, very differently now. I think also because we live longer. Yes. And um, so, what you know, what for them might have been 20 more years, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe 30 for us might be another 50. So, we, um, I think, are, are evolving into bodies that um, and bringing things into our, our, um, our physical arena that keep us young and healthy. And one of the things that's inspired me about you, and and I've never said it to you, but I've worked with so many dancers that can be a little maddening sometimes because they're so stuck on that, what they were and what they do. And I'm always so taken with the combination of self-care and grace when you practice in class. It's very lovely. You, You put these perfect limits on yourself where you're like, no, I don't need to do that. And dancers always want to do the hard, not always. I don't want to like bash dancers, but I think it's, it's, um, it can be an abusive training, right? Yes. And so um, they take that with them that if I don't do it the biggest and the best, something's wrong, but you've just been such an inspiration. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That is something, thank you for seeing that because that is something I have really had to work out and work on for myself over the years because that is absolutely what my impulse always was when I was younger I had different goals mm-hmm. about and different ideas and beliefs about what the shape should look like mm-hmm. as opposed to how to use my my body <laughs> functionally with a balance of mobility and stability. I was much more interested in making shapes going further as, as far as I could go. Um, which is pretty far. I've seen your practice. Yes. I'm very, I'm very <laughs> flexible, uh, which is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, 
I would say that somewhere in my mid forties, um, I just started, I wanted to, well, things started hurting, Mm -hmm. (laughs) things started hurting and I, and, and not because it's inevitable when you're older that things start to hurt. That's not why things hurt me. (laughs) Things hurt me because I was not taking proper care of my joints, of my muscles. I was misaligned sometimes and in an effort to go further, stretch longer. Um, And that's the stuff that causes the aches and pains. So I was much more interested in learning how to preserve Mm -hmm. my my physical body. Um, So I've really been working on that and thank you. And your teaching is so helpful for that too so thank you it's also um so it's like two different mentalities one is that we might push too much Mm -hmm. particularly as we're getting older because we want to feel as if we're younger right so there's that that crazy mindset and then there is the mindset of um uh, well I should just stop because I'm older I just can't do it anymore right right there's a lot of um comparing to what you used to be able to do and I think it's so important to question that why were you able to do it were you doing it safely (laughs) was it ever worth doing it like that Mm -hmm. and and to just come more into your present form and and be constantly reassessing what your goals actually are yeah Mm -hmm for your body, for yourself, for your life. Um, there's no need always to compare to what used to be as, that that, as if that was the right way. It's constantly changing. We're constantly changing, right? Yes. Staying, staying conscious in that, I think, is, is what we all need to be doing, no matter what age um, you are. Um, so I'm I'm gonna ask you a personal question. You don't have to answer, of course, although maybe you're on the spot, but <laughs> <laughs> I know that you went through a struggle with with uh, breast cancer, and I wonder if you want to talk a little bit about it or absolutely. Uh get your mammograms. Mm-hmm. Um I was incredibly fortunate that it was caught very early. Um I am cured, I am fine. Mm-hmm. Um I had surgery, I had radiation. Uh, I w- did not have to have chemo because it was caught early enough and they were able to do genetic testing now what they can do. So they knew that it, I, I, it wouldn't even respond to chemo. Uh, so it was better to just take it out and do, do radiation. Um, quickly, the story of the diagnosis is part of what has actually shaped my uh, perspective for the whole rest of my life. Um, My husband retired uh, in 2018, um, which was a huge cause for celebration. Uh, He worked a long career and earned it and is, and- I feel like I know him intimately because he attends all of my classes. (laughs) See him in the background. Alfred Hitchcock moment. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but, um, yeah, so he he finally like, I forget, opened the chute. What's that expression? Whatever. He pulled the something to 
<laughs> yes, to, to retire. So on his first full day of retirement, which was a happy, happy day in this house, was also his birthday. It timed out that way. So first day of the rest of his life, we had a beautiful day and we were getting ready to go out to dinner to celebrate his first full day of retirement and his birthday. And right before we were about to leave for dinner, I got a call from the radiologist because I'd had a, a, a mammogram and a biopsy, which they you know, were a little curious about, but told me not to worry. I got the call that there was a malignant tumor. And talk about life changing in an instant. The, we had like all emotions of a human being in one day. <laughs> the joy and elation of his uh, retirement and, and all that celebrating. And then, um, and we did not go to dinner. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I would feel this way if I hadn't had such a, a, a positive diagnosis. I mean, positive diagnosis and that I knew I was going, they eventually told me I was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what I'm about to say if I would feel this way if it was a different outcome for me. But I do feel that the diagnosis and the experience has ended up being a blessing in how it changed the way I see life and my life. The instant clarity that comes with hearing you have a malignant tumor mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is quite something. Um, it's a very, you get a very easy yes or no to things. Mm -hmm. mm. How you want to be spending your time, who you want in your life, all of those things that we sometimes struggle with and, oh, should I? Should I do this? What would they think? What would they think? all of that when <sighs> it just becomes very, it, for me, became very, very clean and clear. And that has been a great gift um, because I don't feel any more static or noise around those kinds of decisions. So I got the, the blessing of, the, uh, of that perspective and that clarity alongside the terror <laughs> of hearing such a thing and then going through, you know, several months of dealing with it. Um, I hear that so much, Nicole, that it, as tragic as it is in, in, for so many women, it's also a gift because it does, we, as women, we are such people pleasers for the most part, and we're never living our truth. And I think when mortality is in our face, yeah. we, all of that nonsense just kind of gets stripped away. And it's like, it's about me now. Yes. Me now. And that's very powerful. And isn't that the best way to be anyhow, like living genuinely according to what brings you happiness? Because in turn, that brings the people around us happiness. We just don't see it that way. So true. So true. And um, it made me want 
to, again, I, I feel strange saying this because I know that there are women who don't have the same kind of diagnosis in the, in the or prognosis, I should say. Um, but I do feel like it was very freeing and liberating. And so back to the concept of like getting older, first of all, it is now a privilege. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it also made me not want to hide. And it made, and like I said earlier, so much of my own journey has been about wanting to understand and wanting to see and and really get inside thinking and whatnot, particularly from myself. I don't want to hide from myself. So as I get older, I'm not so interested in covering up how what is happening to me. Mm. I want to see it. I want to know myself. And and I we're so conditioned to be afraid of what naturally happens to a, a human woman's face <laughs> or body and we're supposed to, you know, cover and color and tighten and do all of those things because God forbid we see what you look like. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just in this place. I hope it won't change, you know, but I, but I really, I want to see myself. I don't want to not know what's mm-hmm. happening to me. So I think that often this is happening because we are set up to be attractive to the opposite sex, right? Or the same sex, depending on your, depending on your uh, orientation. And it is about that, right? Like how will we be perceived because then we get chosen. And I know that you've been in a relationship for a long time. And, um, and so that's a celebration, right? Because I often get to say that to people, but um, What is the secret sauce? Oh, I'll tell you. I think it's the same secret sauce that goes into having a successful life beyond just a successful relationship. And um, I we've been married in March. It'll be 12 years married, 15 years together. Mm. That, I mean, before this relationship, long relationships were not my experience. <laughs> this is a little bit of just, that's a whole other interview. Um, But I think the secret sauce is really knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. You just, in my opinion, you've got to know who you are. You have to understand what has happened to you and why, and understand the choices you have made and why. Um, Because it will clear the field for you and help you make better choices for yourself, help attract different people to you. Mm-hmm. And you are operating from a place of certainty in who you are for real, not what you think you should need or want or who you think you should be, but the stuff underneath that. Um, so that you're choosing from the best place in yourself. 
mm-hmm. not ne- not just the part that needs healing. You want to choose from the best part of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other piece of secret sauce is letting the other person who you've chosen wisely <laughs> be who they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, what I'm hearing you say, and I want to illuminate, is that if we're presenting this, then our partner is going to want this. And when this changes, it all changes. But if you're presenting this, then your your partner is coming to you for that. Yes. So the external doesn't matter at all. It really matters how courageous you are, how present you are, how dynamic and loving and compassionate and all that stuff that makes the human wonderful. Not just the exterior, or you know how how many pounds you're weighing on the scale today or tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. On my first date with my husband, I was in the middle of uh, a root canal process, and I was on antibiotics. <laughs> I was miserable, um, and but I had made this first date with this person, so I showed up. But I really had no energy to be anybody other than who I was on that first date. <laughs> What a gift. Yeah. <laughs> what an inspiring what an inspiring story and uh, all these little shifts. They feel like just little shifts to realign with truth. It sounds like that's what your journey has been, these little shifts to really be authentic in who you are and how well it can turn out if we have the courage to do that. So, you have a new endeavor. Can you tell us about it? I do have a new endeavor. Um, when when my husband retired and after I went through all of my treatment, um, he invited me to join him in retirement, uh, which I, I did. <laughs> um, and we were going to travel and, you know, take life at a slower pace. And then, of course, pandemic happened so really slow slow. yes exactly exactly. (laughs) very slow pace um so like everybody else we've just been in a different uh universe for the last year so it's it was a weird time to turn 50 in the middle of a pandemic where we've been so acutely aware of the passage of time and this birthday out there just looming and getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> um, but it did inspire all this thinking that we've been talking about. And I just felt like I, I wanted to put a little something into the world that was positive and hopefully helpful and, and something things that I didn't see when I was younger and looking ahead to what it might be like to get older. So I started um, an Instagram account. There's also a a sister account on Facebook. It's called For Your Age. Um, Because I I realized that a lot of the time people will say, oh, you look great for your age. (laughs) And it was sort of like a little... (laughs) um, Is that a compliment? I'm not sure. So um, it's called For Your Age. (laughs) Um, but it's it's a community that's uh dedicated to aspirational aging Mm -hmm. i want to be showing real life pictures of real life women 50 years on up who are living well and so they look great 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, yep. not, it's, it's an inside job. <laughs> and, and I want, I just, I don't, I want people to see themselves. I want people to be seen. I want, I want to stop the hiding and covering. Mm, I love that. That is exciting. And that'll be your, uh, at the end of this, we'll have that listed so people can go ahead and find you and be and part of it. Yes. Follow along. Yeah, come along. Um, and I think my last question for you, because I like to, to share a little bit for our younger counterparts, right? Our, our, our sisters um, that are coming up. If there's one piece of advice to offer them, because I do see community chats as, you know, it's a place where we can really talk about who we are, mm -hmm. but I wish that I had some of this wisdom when I was a young girl with all the craziness in my brain and the supposed tos and the, and the crazy belief systems and the yeah. ways I tortured myself. Um, so if you have one piece of advice for. I do. Um, there will never, ever, ever be a greater investment of your time, your energy, your resources than getting to know yourself. It is not selfish. Uh, to invest in your personal development, whether that's therapy, self-help books, uh, following people who, in, who ask you meaningful questions that challenge you, um, but spend the time, make the effort to understand how you work. What great advice. That's it in a nutshell, right? If you know you and you're confident about you, the rest just falls into place. That's beautiful. Nicole Borelli, you're an inspiration. So amazing. I'm so you are. <laughs> I'm so glad that you agreed and I got to spend some time and learn even more about you. Thank really you. Me too. What a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for listening. Um, we're making this a monthly event. If you want to speak on community chat, send me um, a note. Uh, if you have someone that you want, you think might be an inspiration, everybody's an inspiration, mm -hmm. but particularly to talk about this idea of aging with courage and grace and um, as we literally grow younger. Um, <laughs> thank you all. And I will see you again next month.